Hi, this is Austin Parsons, pitmaster with Smoky Mountain Q in Nashville, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the game! Let's go! We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. And dare I say, the barbecue capital of the world, Cleveland, Ohio. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you. If you want to jump in on the show this evening... Few of you do. Some of you do hear it again, but few of you do. Here's your two bits of contact info. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now, it's been, I don't know if it's been a year and a half, maybe two years since we've had him on. Last time we had him on, he was winning contests. The first time we had him on the show, and I don't want to misspeak, and we may or may not fact check that as we move along here through the minutes of the show this evening. But I believe it was a win at the San Antonio Barbecue Cookoff. And this past weekend, there was a new rendition of the San Antonio Barbecue Cook-Off, and the guy that I will be interviewing at 14 past the hour happens to be now a two-time winner of the San Antonio Livestock and Rodeo or whatever it is. There is a barbecue competition. That's why we're talking about it. Friend of show, CJ Clarence Joseph from Mama and Papa Joe's Barbecue returns back into the interview portions, and we will talk to Clarence about the big win, what it's like to be now a two-time champion of what is a rapidly growing contest out there in the San Antonio region of the country and state of Texas. What do you win when you win a contest that has damn near 300 teams? All the good stuff. CJ coming back to the show. Looking forward to catching up with him then. 35 past the hour will be his first time in a new recurring role here in 2020. The preeminent live fire journalist covering the industry, Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com. And we have plenty to talk about with Derek. We have some stories that were left over from 2019. And we're going to get some updates from that. We also have some new stuff to talk about with Derek with, not the least of which is if he has any thoughts, and if he does have thoughts, what are his thoughts of Cuisinart, you know, the food processing company, and the, uh, do they make 
other appliances like microwaves and ice makers and whatever the hell else they might make. But Cuisinart making a very firm push, dare I say, foray into the live fire sector. And specifically, the pellet cooker market, embedded correspondent Steve Ray in Ottawa, Tennessee, did a pretty lengthy photojournalistic post to me and a few other folks saying, hey, I don't know if you're seeing it up in your particular Walmarts, but my particular Walmart has four and five different Cuisinart pellet cooker models. So we'll talk to his Cuisinart, or we'll talk to him about Cuisinart, also Pit Boss, Pit Boss, Pellet Pit Boss, yeah, that's the other pellet cooker company that was in trouble with Traeger. They also have a couple brand new units coming out. I believe it falls something within a platinum realm, and there's two different cookers as far as that's concerned. So uh, as we had talked about going out of 2019, I mean, we've known about pellet cookers. If you're a fan of the show, we've talked about pellet cookers for you know well over a decade. But now they're really starting to show up in retail locations, both big and small, and they are amongst the lexicon of the average Joe and Jane Barbecue or Live Fire Enthusiast, growing Live Fire Enthusiast, so that's great. And then we'll go to the second hour after we finish up with Derek, and it is the fourth Tuesday of the month, so of course we will be firing up another edition of the Embedded Correspondence segments. The aforementioned Steve Ray from Ottawa, Tennessee, longest-running correspondent, Doug Scheiding from Texas, John Solberg from Michigan, and filling in this month is Stover Harger III from PDX. So very excited to talk to those guys. Does PDX Seattle? He's from Portland. So if I gave out the wrong airport identifier, I apologize. Portland. So looking forward to having Stover sit in. He's always got a unique take on stuff. Uh, let me just bring you up to speed as far as topics are concerned. If you have any questions of your own you would like us to throw around with each other to get ideas on, please rifle those in to the email, greg at the com. But we will also be covering a steak to a healthy degree, amongst some other things. So PDX is right. Okay, I had it right. PDX is poor. So we'll be talking a lot of steak, uh, amongst other things. Steak roundtable for sure. And then reactions to our particular methods, cuts, preps, how we're cooking, all the good stuff. And there you have it. Is that enough? Is that good for 120 minutes? Good enough for me? Should be good enough for you? You want to jump in? Let's hear it. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you're not following me socially, please do so at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook, which there also happens to be a live feed on Facebook as well. And let me start here this week, and it has to do with the podcast side of things and specifically the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less show that is released on Fridays. And I've been getting an increasingly large number of emails saying that while the Wednesday and Thursday releases are filling up the feed without issue, the Friday Best Moments show is not. Andrew, 
You are not the <laughs> Is not showing up in the feed. It is specific to Apple Podcast users. So if you have an Android device like me, you can tune out at this point because you've probably not been affected. However, for those of you on the iOS platform, you want to pay specific attention because if this hasn't happened to you yet, it might. First, the best of show is always preloaded and scheduled to be released into the feed at 1 a.m. every Friday morning. So it's there for you as you're getting up and getting ready for the day. Whether you're driving, whether you're flying, whatever it is, I try and get it in right as the new day turns. So if it's not there on some Friday morning from here on out, it doesn't show up in the podcast feed, but you got Wednesdays and you got Thursdays. I'm telling you, you have a problem with Apple Podcasts and it's not me and I didn't forget or anything like that. Sometimes I'll forget, but I will post accordingly that I forgot and we're running behind. Nine times out of 10, it's not me. You're on an Apple and you're having an issue with your podcast app because like Skype, Apple continues to F with things that were working perfectly fine. Nevertheless, want to work around? Here's what you do. Open up your Apple podcast app. Step two, unsubscribe to the Barbecue Central Show. I said unsubscribe to the Barbecue Central Show. Then go back into the iTunes store under podcasts. Search the BBQ Central Show. When you see it, re-subscribe to the show. Fabulous. When the feed refreshes on your phone, all of the episodes should then fill up the respective feed, and you're off and running. Now, uh, this is not, again, a technical issue on my part. This is an Apple issue, an iPhone issue, an iOS issue. Their podcast platform issue. There is another workaround entirely if you want to, if you, if you don't care about using Apple Podcast app specifically. Use Stitcher. Go to your podcast app or your uh, app store and search podcast apps. There has to be 10 or 12 other podcast apps out there that you could use. You don't have to use the native one if you don't want. Get Stitcher. Get Tune in, T-U-N-E-I-N, all one word. You're off and running. There you go. It's very simple to do. You can work around it all together. If you want to use the podcast app platform on iTunes, just do that. Open the app, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and then when everything refreshes, you should be good. If not, shoot me an email. But it is an iTunes app, a known iTunes app issue, or uh, a pod, Apple Podcast app issue. You know who's not having an issue? The Barbecue Guru. They continue to be a world leader in automatic pit temperature control devices. Many different models to choose from. Big things going on right now. Q1 of 2020 with the Barbecue Guru. And we are working on Bob Trudnack coming in at some point in March. Big things will be announced at that point. If you've been looking for an automatic pit temperature control device, you're going to want to look at the Barbecue Guru. Visit their website, bbqguru.com, or call them at 800-288-GURU. 
They're the ones that created this technology, so why would you buy from anybody else if you have a Kamado style, a bullet, an ugly drum, a kettle style? If you have a big offset, they have a fan and a controller set up that will work for you. So now you can take the guesswork and the labor out if you want. If you don't want to, you can use it intermittently. It will uninstall and reinstall fairly quickly. But if you don't feel like it that day, or if you don't feel like it ever going forward, starting tomorrow, get the barbecue guru, hook it up to your cooker, and away you go. It will monitor and control the temperature of your pit. With some other controllers, you can also monitor internal meat temperature. So as that starts to rise, if you're now in a situation where it's cooking too fast, you can ramp the temperature down, or you can just go into straight-up hold mode. The meat isn't going to overcook, but it's going to stay right in the safe zone, ready when you are. Hit the website, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And you can make sure that you ask them all your questions when you call. Tell them what kind of cooker you got. Don't have buyer's remorse. Call, ask the questions, feel good about the purchase, and then know when that box shows up, you are off and running with all the great info and great gadgets that you need. It's like a sous chef right in the backyard. Come on. BBQGuru.com, 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Clarence Joseph from Mama and Papa Joe's Barbecue out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Casting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Butcher's Barbecue. Makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. All of Butcher Barbecue products tested on the circuit as well as backyards worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood. Visit ButcherBBQ.com to stock up now. Always, I say it, always trust your butcher. One of the biggest Texas barbecue events each year in the San Antonio Rodeo and Barbecue Cookoff. That's right, my next guest has now taken the crown for a second time here to recap the weekend and the win is the pitmaster of Mama and Papa Joe's Barbecue. We race to the hotline and welcome back friend of the show, Clarence Joseph. Hey, Clarence. Greg, what's going on, bud? How's the new year treating you? I am doing absolutely fabulous, Clarence. Happy New Year to you and yours as well. And man, if winning the San Antonio Barbecue Cook-Off once isn't enough, how about we just double up and win that bitch twice? That's what I say. So you have read my, you have read my mind, man. You have read my mind. You know, uh, it's mind blowing uh, thinking that you that you'd win this once. So can you imagine uh, coming out and winning it a second time? It's just absolutely uh, unfathomable, man. I cannot think about it. Uh, 
it's just starting to set in, actually. It Clark, is starting to set in today. Clarence, for the folks that maybe aren't as intimately familiar with the San Antonio setup, uh, can you give us a little high level of the event itself and what the weekend's like, and then we can start digging into the actual competition? Oh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, I've been cooking this, this event since 2013. And uh, over the years, uh, we've gradually seen it grow from uh, more from, from a lot of corporate teams to now some, uh, uh, some serious cooks. So uh, tonight, uh, or, or uh, over the weekend, we had probably 75 to 100 of some of uh, the best cooks in Texas. Uh, you know, large tents, a lot of parties going on. Very similar to uh, the American Royal in terms of uh, uh, the parties, the, uh, the corporate sponsorships and so on. But, uh, man, like everybody else, come Friday night, uh, Saturday morning, uh, the game faces are on uh, because uh, this cook-off is, is, is all about prestige. This cook-off is all about prestige. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a serious feather in your cap. You know, if, you, if you're able to get uh, a 10th place something uh, in one of the categories, and to be able to win it a second time is just, uh, man, I, could, I couldn't even imagine it. Is San Antonio approaching the likes of what a Houston would be, or are they still fairly different planets? Uh, the, one of the biggest differences is the fact that San Antonio is, uh, is sanctioned. You know, uh, it's the rules we play by on any given weekend. Uh, Houston is slowly moving toward that. I think Houston may have more corporate teams, so to speak, more corporate uh, spots as opposed to serious cooks. A lot of the teams in Houston are hired hands, whereas uh, most of the teams in, in San Antonio tend to be the, the, the cooks that cook uh, weekend in and weekend out. Do you like that? But, I mean, uh, from a let me. I'm sorry to interrupt, Clarence, but you know, the, I agree. There seems to be in Houston a lot of hired guns that come in. I mean, the guy that I'm having in the second hour, uh, who's a monthly guest, Doug Shiding, has been a hired gun any number of times in the Houston rodeo. He's also uh, a champion out there. Do you like that? Do you like that setup where you can bring in hired guns, or would you rather it go to a, a have it like a San Antonio where the guys that are pitmastering their own teams are the guys that are actually doing the cook. You know, I, uh, I don't think I've, I've got an opinion on it one way or the other. I've never thought about it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where if I'm going to cook it, I could care less who's there. You know, I could care less who is there. Uh, you know, it's all about me. Uh, that's my, that's my attitude when I walk into a competition. So, uh, and at any competition, I, I really want the best of the best there. So if you're a team and you feel you need to bring in uh, some additional help, uh, a ringer, so to speak, uh, hey, you're more than welcome. Let's do it. If I recall last time you won this event, you were cooking on a gator pit, but this time I understand you might be using a jambo. So, when did you make the switch, and why did you make the switch? It's a, it's a year ago, and uh, I made the switch only because uh, I, I personally I, I felt that my uh, jambo, uh, my uh, gator, had lost a little sex appeal. You know, I didn't get that. I didn't get that <laughs> warm. Was yeah, uh, I didn't get that 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 juiciness uh, with looking at it. 
So I just felt it was a time for for change to bring a, a little excitement back in the game. And uh, over the years, I've I've seen enough Jambos do their things. I've talked to uh, to enough Jambo owners, and I realized okay, that was uh, the next pit that we were going to uh, uh, to, to to purchase. And man, it's it's taken me a good solid year. It's taken me a good solid year. Uh, Ritz, my Ritz transferred almost immediately from Gator to uh, to 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 Jambo, but uh, Brisket was a little slow coming along. Uh, and uh, I think I'm where I want to be right now. I'm hoping I'm where I want to be right now. But uh, again, Jambos have got to be one of arguably one of the top three pits out there. Uh, you know, uh, most people tell you it's the best pit out there, but uh, it's definitely a proven winner. Are you still seeing in the Texas area, by and large, more offset pits, or are people going more and more to pellet cookers or some other assisted device? I mean, by, by far, offsets are, are still uh, the pits of the day. Uh, we're still seeing... Uh, one or two uh, at every event. We're still seeing uh, the, the the pellets at every event, uh, and uh, I I enjoy seeing them. I think they're here to stay. And um, you know, for those of us who who are more interested in in uh, fire management, we're going to continue to cook on our our uh, stick burners. But if you're somebody who wants the convenience of being able to fire up quickly at home as well as uh, out at a competition, then, hey, bring the pellets on. Clarence Joseph joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Mama Papa Joe's Barbecue, talking about the San Antonio win this past weekend. From a setup standpoint, Clarence, have you changed at all, or are you still operating? You know, I don't know if you were a, a tent guy and then you hit up the hotel, or if you've made any changes you know, since you've started competing at that San Antonio since 2013 that have been a little bit more creature comfort-esque? Uh, for the first time at this event, we actually rented uh, a trailer on site. Uh, we've done so in the past at the, uh, at the American Royale in Kansas City, uh, but uh, this is the first time we've done it uh, in San Antonio. And we live, we live about 20 minutes from the uh, cook-off site. Hmm. But this year, we really felt that uh, we wanted to get the full the full flavor of that out there. And I will tell you, Greg, uh, we put on one heck of a party Thursday night. I paid for it on Friday morning. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, not having to drive uh, really gave me that opportunity, gave me that freedom, and we had a great time. Uh, and the same thing went on for Saturday night. You know, we really celebrated. So, uh I think from here on out, we will definitely have a trailer. But uh, any place else, I'm still going to be your uh, your pop up tent ranger. You know, uh, not ready yet for an RV. It's coming, but uh, uh, just not ready just yet. So when we look at San Antonio from a team's perspective, 270 or so teams. So you know, it's funny because you look at Texas and you see what they're natural enrollment is or, or natural amount of entries at teams and routinely you're seeing into the hundreds uh, sometimes 200s routinely depending on what kind of a contest it is and how long it's been around whereas you look at some other sanctioning bodies and 
mean, if they pulled 75 teams, that would be kind of a big contest at this point. So 270 is a lot of teams for sure. Uh, fifth in rips. So that's a, a, a good, hell of a good finish out of 270 teams. How did you feel personally about the rips? Uh, the, the White Sox, I absolutely loved them. You know, uh, we knew our chicken was weak. Uh, I, I lost control of uh, my bird on, on the tail end, and the temp got away from me. Uh, we cut into uh, the half that we kept, and we felt that things were a little drier than we liked. And with the amount of teams there, this is an event where you can't afford to have any any type of uh, missteps. You can't You can't be weak in any particular area or you're going to pay for it. But uh, we sliced in the ribs and uh, absolutely loved them. And you know you've got a good rack, man, when you're able to take nine bones from one rack. Mm. Uh, and uh, we were able to do that this weekend. So uh, that definitely worked out. Are you typically smoking or, or cooking a certain amount of ribs? Will you work three and four different racks to get your turn-ins, or not that much? A lot of people do three racks, Greg. Uh, we we settled on two racks. Uh, when I first started cooking uh, years ago, I used to do three racks, and I found that uh, more often than not, one of the racks went uh, un unsliced. <laughs> so uh, in, in the interest of saving uh, a couple of dollars here and there, uh, we, I just backed it down to two racks. And my my uh, and usually I'm I'm Nine times out of ten, uh, the the racks of ribs, the two racks that I'm cooking are uh, are a ten on on a scale of one to ten. Hmm. So if, if I'm not if I'm not able to get nine bones out of two racks, uh, out of those two racks, I don't think I'll be able to get nine bones out of three racks. Do you have a specific brand that you're using right now that you think's working? I've never been married to any any one brand of uh, ribs or meat. <laughs> now, if there's any sponsor out there that wants to throw me a little something, then uh, that we can easily make that happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I I tend to to look uh, at some specs. You know, if they meet my uh, my idea of, of thickness, uh, marbling, uh, and I'm not even that concerned with straight bones. But if they will meet my my idea of thickness and marbling uh, and evenness from end to end, I will buy them. You know, IBPs, uh, uh, Smithfields, uh, they're getting harder and harder to find right now. Especially Smith, I love Smithfields, uh, but they're getting so hard to find right now. So I've got to go with what I'm able to get. So I can't be married to, married to any one particular brand. Uh, Clarence Joseph talking about the barbecue competition this weekend in San Antonio that he just happened to win for the second time. Uh, first place brisket. You said the chicken was a little bit on the schneid, but uh, looked like the brisket was on point. Everything uh, good in your estimation as you're getting ready to turn in, or did that would surprise you a little bit? Wow. Uh, you know, when you uh, first slice, first slice on that flat end, uh, when you look at that slice and you see the juices, uh, uh, running down and, and uh, shining uh, when that knife goes through it like butter, you know you're on to something. You know, uh, and the wife and I said this is the top ten brisket. You know, it. Uh, I think any any one cook would be crazy to say, man, this is the first place brisket. You know, when you when you've got some of the top cooks out there, uh, you 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 can you can you have an idea. You said, man, this is the top ten brisket, but I would hesitate ever to say this is a is a first place brisket. 
Uh, and, uh, man, fortunately, uh, it worked out uh, this weekend. All right, so as you go through the calls and eventually you uh, get your name, well, do they do the ticket where they call the ticket number, then you got to go up for grand champion? Yeah. Yes, uh, they do the blind ticket. Uh, you have one uh, one half of the ticket, and the other half is taped to your tray uh, blind. Uh, they call it, and you go up, and uh, the head judge will verify uh, that you have the uh, the correct ticket number. No ticket, no award. <laughs> so that's got to be with a yeah. responsible person, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, we had uh, we had one particular person this weekend uh, who will. We actually got a uh, a call, uh, and I believe it paid some nine hundred bucks. Uh oh! And uh, they weren't able to find their ticket. You're kidding! Uh-oh. Absolutely, they were not oh, able to wow. find their ticket. Uh, and man, uh, anytime you leave nine hundred bucks on the table, you got it's got to hurt. No, oh, that will be the last time they forget where their ticket is or misplace oh, that I, ticket. I absolutely agree. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, all right, so um, when you are finally decreed and verified as Grand Champ, uh, having won it once, what are the emotions that rush over as you now realize that you've won this event for a second time? I mean, it's certainly hard to do at any competition is to double up at some point. You know, it's uh, it's rarefied, rarefied air. You know, uh, not very many people have done it. Uh, there are a couple of others, uh, to include my, uh, my buddy, uh, Craig Sherry. Uh, so, uh, man, it, it was, it was, like I said, it was beyond, it was beyond belief. It was beyond belief. You know, uh, once we had that fifth place call and, and the thing is we've got a streak, we've got a streak from, uh, 2013 of, uh, at least one walk at that event. Wow. You know, since 2013, there are teams that have been cooking this event for, for 15 plus years and haven't gotten a walk yet. Uh, and we've managed to get at least one at every event. So, uh, I, I went out there and, and we, the wife and I agreed that our goal was to, to get one. And if we were able to get one early, uh, man, there's always that chance, uh, that we can get another one and, uh, and get our name in the books, uh, you know, in top five or maybe top three or something. And again, man, it, it, it actually worked out this weekend. So let's take a look at competition barbecue right now. Last question before I let you go, Clarence, and I appreciate the time. I know you're a big Texas barbecue competitor, and uh, you know there's other sanctioning bodies out there. Uh, maybe you dabble in them, maybe you don't, whatever. But where do you see the landscape of competition barbecue right now, just in a general sense? Do you think it is plateaued a bit are we a little bit on a decline how do you see it for for everything we see here in texas i don't do very many uh kcbs events maybe one or two two a year but for everything that we're seeing in uh in texas i think we're still moving forward we're still getting some new teams in uh the barbecue classes are 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 still uh, people are still interested in barbecue classes, so people are still trying to up their games. Uh, and what has gotten great about that is uh, because of uh, these classes, uh, there's, there, there aren't any events that you can sneak into uh, with, with, with guaranteed success. You know, every, every cook-off you show up, 
at today, uh, there are quality cooks there. So I think uh, in terms of IBCA, we are on a, we're still on a, on a nice uh, growth pattern, and I expect that uh, to continue uh, for the very future. He is the pitmaster of Mama and Papa Joe's barbecue team, and they have taken down the grand championship at the San Antonio barbecue cookoff now twice, uh, notching the second one this past weekend. Clarence, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for the recap. Let's do it again soon. Thanks a lot, Greg. You take care. Have a good, uh, have a great new year. Thank you, sir. There he is, the pitmaster of Mama and Papa Joe's barbecue, Clarence Joseph. So as far as IBCA concerned, at least in his estimation, that side or that sanctioning body of competition barbecue is on a nice, trendy upswing or growth swing, I should say. New teams coming in on a fairly regular basis. And uh, while he can't speak for the other sanctioning bodies from an IBCA standpoint, they're growing. And you don't have to grow slowly, right? As long as you're growing, as long as there's continued interest in keeping it alive. So that's a good thing to hear, especially down there in the Texas area. And he's done it not once, but twice. So if you're just tuning in, you missed uh, Clarence Joseph from Mom and Papa Joe's Barbecue talking about their second win at the San Antonio Barbecue Contest. And he's having a great year right off the start, right? Almost at month number one and got a very big championship in the back pocket. By the way, meant to mention this right off the top, and I know she's in the chat room here on the YouTube side of things. She is the pit master of Lady of Q competition team. Her name is Sylvie Curry, and everybody here at the show, and I'm going to speak for everybody, gives her a hearty congratulations as this past weekend she was inducted into the California Barbecue Association's Hall of Fame. Sylvie! So if at least one of us is getting into some type of Hall of Fame, and you deserve it, I just talk a lot of shit about it. But nobody more deserving than Sylvie bringing up the barbecue game out there in the California area and across the country. She's not just sitting around on her laurels, not traveling outside of the great state of California. It's a large state, by the way, from top to bottom. Do you know if you took California and you laid it across the United States, it reaches all the way to North Carolina? Did you know that? Uh-oh. It's not true, by the way. All right, let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue. Their curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies gets you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. They have 13 perfectly balanced flavors. That being of the seasonings and rubs. So try them. They're impressing judges. They're impressing family. They're impressing friends. Getting you high fives and hearty hand clasps. If you want to kick it up a notch, might I suggest adding a little Simply Marvelous barbecue rub to your arsenal when you have the West Coast offense. Well, you have the West Coast offense when you're doing Simply Marvelous and Big Pop Smokers rub. Now, if you're looking for new sauces, and who's not looking for new sauces? I know I'm always looking for new sauces. Granny's Barbecue Sauce is something that Big Papa's owns as well. They love that sauce. It's a powerful blend of flavors that remind us of why we fell in love with barbecue in the first place. Now, aside from all the rubs and sauces, they got cookers too, everybody. 
Looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use, the Mac 2 Star General Pellet Grill is the cooker that Darren Worth is using, that Sterling Ball is using, Meathead is using it. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers, all right. Take a look at the Old Hickory Ace BP. It's the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you're a backyard warrior that would like grills, they got grills too. Straight up grills, charcoal, wood burning, all that stuff. If you have any questions, give them a call at 877-828-0727 or shop their website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A Smokers.com. Derek Riches from DerekRiches.com is up next. Hang on. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookinPellets.com. For more information or to purchase, you can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Just know that if you have any type of pellet-driven cooker, you want to go to CookinPellets.com to fire those up. All right? All right. Hey, it's the fourth Tuesday of the month, and this is my newest recurring guest. He showed up a few times as we closed out 2019, but assuming his closer role at the bottom of the first hour and recurring at that, he also happens to be a Barbecue Central Show guest Hall of Famer, and you can check him on his website, DerekRiches.com. We race to the hotline, and welcome back, friend of the show, Derek Riches. Hey, Derek. Hey, Greg. How you doing? I'm absolutely fabulous, and we got a lot of cool stuff to talk about this evening, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. A few stories, let's say the loose ends that were traveling in from 2019 here into 2020, so let's go ahead and kind of put a bow on these if we can if they're still outstanding just we'll mark it down and follow up with them again next month the first one is the master built gravity series 560 cooker uh i saw it coming out towards the tail end well i saw it being promoted towards the tail end of 2019 and i think we had talked about it a little bit and it had a unique spin to it it was a gravity fed cooker which Anybody within the industry has seen a gravity-style cooker where coal chute is on one side and you start burning it from the bottom and then it just kind of burns down into itself. This separated itself because it almost had a pellet cooker feel to it because there was a fan and you could set a temperature and all this stuff. So what do we know from a new age standpoint on this master build gravity cooker? Well, um, you know, now that it's out in use and, you know, people had a chance to try it out and, and uh, you know, I've gone over it, uh, it works largely as promised. Um, it, But there's kind of a caveat to that. All right. And that is that it's, it's designed to use any type of charcoal. So you could use lump charcoal, you can use cats you can even put wood chunks in there it'll burn all of that so you have a wide range of fuel usage but it's not consistent 
with the different fuel types. Mm. So you're going to get temperature fluctuations, particularly, you know, I mean, if you were using Kingsford briquettes, I think you'd have a very consistent, you have a very consistent temperature sure. with that. If you're using lump and you, you're throwing wood chunks in there, you get a lot more dramatic fluctuation in the temperature. So just because the fire's not going to burn as uniformly. I mean, the idea is, is we can make a charcoal grill that works like a pellet grill, but pellets are a lot more consistent fuel. I mean, you know, they're designed to burn at a specific BTU, regardless of where you're buying them from, for the most part. But with charcoal, you don't get that consistency. So you get a lot bigger temperature fluctuation. Do you have a danger? Temperature fluctuations, I'm a little indifferent about when I'm using my yeah. offset pit. I know that I'm going to be, let's call it, cooking on the curve, if you will. So uh, is there a danger with the master built that the fire could go out? Or are you just dealing with, I mean, the fire stays lit and going. You're just dealing with swings of temperature alone. Yeah. And, and you know, and I agree with you. I don't consider it to be, you know, a, a huge problem myself. I'm just used to that style of, you know, of cooking. But marketing it as having that same sort of consistency or working like a pellet grill, it's kind of missing the mark a little bit. Um, you know, pellet grills have given people this weird illusion of precision. It isn't necessary for barbecue. You know, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. So I think some people might be a little disappointed on that end. But, you know, other than that, it, it works kind of as promised. It's still a master build, though. I mean, there's there's some lightweightness to it mm -hmm. in some places. You know, I mean, they made their money on these a lot of these little box electric smokers and stuff, and they work well, but, you know, they're not, like, heavy-duty products. What about, like, from a flavor standpoint? Do you find that you have a more robust flavor using this compared to a pellet cooker? Uh... I find the flavor to be a little bit different. I mean, because I, I think there's a big flavor difference between pellet and charcoal. And and I find that this this pulls more to what I find, you know, what what is for me more a kind of a more authentic smoke flavor in a way than 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 with pellet. I, I like charcoal flavor. I pellet's good. I like charcoal for me is better. But that's my bias and you know, I mean I learned to cook without pellet grills for a long time so that's where you know my flavor profile kind of falls so i like the flavor and i also like the fact that you can throw in big chunks of whatever kind of wood you want into it and it's just going to combust those and you can get that kind of extra smoke production going on all right so like msrp is somewhere in the 550 dollar range or so yeah yeah worth the money <laughs> um, I don't know that I would pay it for that, but you know, that's me. Um, there's so many other options and I don't feel like I need an app for my, my cooking equipment. So I, there's a lot of that to it. If you want that, I think it's, it, it's, it's a pretty good value. It's certainly comparable with lower end pellet grills. So price wise. All right, Derek Rich is joining us here on the show, DerekRiches.com, if you want to check him out or you haven't checked him out. Uh, one of the other stories carrying over uh, is the Traeger versus Danson's lawsuit, which ended up settling. Do we, ha do we know any gooey details that we can reveal here, or should we just assume that there was some type of agreement made and maybe Danson's has to pay Traeger some 
small fee for everything that they make now for some indiscriminate period of time or what? Well, you know, I've looked into this as far as the settlement goes, and there seems to be a story claiming that Danson's and Traeger has settled. Traeger Corporation has settled with Traeger Family. And so Joe Traeger's off the hook. But as far as the settlement with Danson's goes, Mm -hmm. I'm getting kind of an inconsistent story on that because Traeger, Traeger kind of expanded that lawsuit. They didn't just, you know, it's like it wasn't just, oh, you're using our trademark and we want you to stop doing that. They also filed a lawsuit on the fact that Danson's had hired a Traeger employee and that that employee carried proprietary information with them to oh. Danson's. Did they name that employee by chance? I believe it's named somewhere, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. All right. Well, I'm not going to throw was, out a name because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> this was this, this was one of the people that worked for Traeger in Washington when the headquarters was moved to Utah and they pretty much left everyone behind. That person then worked for, went to work for Danson's. Got it. So now they're charging that there was a carryover of proprietary information and they're insinuating industrial espionage. Wow. We, I don't, I don't think Traeger wants to, I, I think Traeger feels that if they can take down Danson's, why not? Right. It's a uh, elimination you know. of a competitor to a certain degree. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, they're doing pretty good. I mean, pit, is it pit boss? Pit there, boss yeah. as well as Louisiana grills is yes. what comes out of Danson's. That's right. And pit boss has been very popular and very successful. I mean, they, you know, they've made the claim that their business increased threefold last year. I don't know that I believe that, but Danson's does make some outrageous claims sometimes. Uh, one of the, do you have any idea where this might settle up then, or we'll just wait and see? Yeah, I think we have to wait and see. If this is going to run its course, the court filings aren't even aren't even expected to be finished until the end of the year. I mean, the the discovery phase runs through September. Depositions are going to run through December. If it does actually go the whole way and, you know, dances make claims that they're completely in the right and they're going to go all the way with it, then it could be next year before anything got finalized. But then again, it could just settle out. Absolutely. Uh, Derek Rich is joining us here on the show. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about, we had mentioned and uh, did a rather large segment on the Weber Smoke Fire, which uh, was available for pre-order. And then as the year turned, they were going to start shipping them out. Uh, we've seen now that the Weber Smoke Fire has been pushed back to a early February ship. And I asked my source at Weber if there was something going on that I needed to report to everybody on the show. And the answer I got back in quote was, nope, we're just waiting on retailers to have floor space. It's a global launch, a lot of moving parts, close quote. Do we have any reason to doubt that, or do you know anything that would uh, be contradictory to that statement? Uh, In 20 years of dealing with Weber, I've never known them to acknowledge a mistake or a problem with anything they've done. But I do know that if you are a retailer who carries Weber products, you are required by contract to maintain a certain amount of floor space for their products. So I'm kind of having trouble thinking that Lowe's or you know any other large retailers can't get the floor space. And particularly Amazon and Barbecue Guys online shipping, they don't need floor space. So I'm not sure where that holdup is, unless they're you know stuck with some German retailer that's just not ready to give them the space at the moment. But they're not going to hold up for everybody. And you know, as far as the release date, I'm hearing from Lowe's they're talking the 25th of February hmm. now. So 
and they're the exclusive big box retailer for North America. So we will see what happens next month yeah. as they may or may not be rolling out. One of my embedded correspondents has a now he did buy off of Amazon and he bought the bigger one, so he's seeing a shipping date of two six. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition as well. We can catch up on that next month as well. So um, some of the new stuff uh, slash rumors out there right now. We had talked about Pit Boss a couple minutes ago. They have a new series of cookers out, I think a pair of them that fall under this Platinum Series umbrella. What do you yeah. know about them, and uh, are we going to like those? Uh, well, these are Walmart exclusives. Walmart's going really hard on pellet cookers right now. Um, they have two models in the Platinum Series right now. One of them is just a combo grill. It's a, it's a cheap pellet grill on a cart with a cheap gas grill. Um, and I don't like combo grills. I don't like it when they do this because usually neither one of them are very good. One of them breaks down and you've got like six feet of grill that kind of sort of works. Uh, the other one has a large cooking chamber on top of a normal pellet grill. So you've got a pellet grill and then there's like an extra smoke box. So it's got a ton of space to it. Uh Again, I think it's kind of overkill. I don't see a lot of consumers that need it, but it does look really kind of cool and impressive. And that's a better application. But um, these seem to me, um, you know, like the big retailers like Walmart and that sort of stuff, they go to manufacturers and they say, we want a big, impressive product we can put on our floor. It's going to draw attention. It's going to get people to come over to this section and look at this stuff. And both of these kind of seem to me to be Mm. like that. Are they heavy, or are they more of a master-built heft? Uh, they're not terribly heavy, considering the size. I think we had a, uh, I think we had like a two hundred and fifty pound weight on one of them, and you know, not much. So they're not, they're not, they're not high quality products. All right, they're uh, pretty lightweight. Will you be getting any of those? Am I getting any? Yeah. No, uh, I, not that I'm aware of. All right. I haven't heard from them. I'm not that interested. The one that's a, the gas grill unit on on the 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 combo unit. I, I looked at the gas grill. I think I can bend the burners in half with my hands. Oh wow! Well, you're a pretty so, strong guy, Derek. I mean, let, let's not uh, you know play that though. I yeah, I'm not as young as I used to be. Yeah, I hear that uh, as I'm dealing with the back issue. Uh, one of the other questions that I wanted to ask you about was. A name that typically you're not associating with live fire, but that's Cuisinart making a big push through Walmart as well to get into the pellet cooker market. I think maybe four or five different units, the last tally from my embedded correspondent in Tennessee. Any thoughts on Cuisinart coming into this marketplace? Well, um, first of all, the Cuisinart Outdoor Products Division, which has been making gas grills and been making, um, they have a flat top grill that came out with last year. That isn't actually part of Cuisinart. Oh. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of a separate thing. It's got the Cuisinart name on it, and there's a little Cuisinart oversight, but Cuisinart itself doesn't really lay claim to it. So... There's, there's some separation there. And as far as the pellet grills they've got, I mean, I've looked at like four of them. Uh, the two smaller ones, these are Z-grills. They're just rebranded Z-grills. Hmm. 
One of them looks very much like the Gorilla Silverback because they all come out of the same factory. And one of them is just a real small barrel type. It's uh, there's a and, and, you know, the, there's one factory outside of Shanghai that produces nearly half of all the pellet grills sold and they just rebrand them. Huh. So the, the smaller one, I think it's like 400 bucks. It's a simple barrel style. It's got a real basic controller. This is, you know, that same grill is sold by, uh, by pit boss. It's, it's sold, you know, there's going to be the Cuisinart name on it. Z grills has it. There's a bunch of generics with it. So these are just kind of contract pieces. The other two, the larger ones, well, one of them is, again, a combo unit. So it's a cheap pellet grill next to a cheap gas grill. And then the other one is a very large pellet grill with replaceable component pieces, including like a ceramic briquette diffuser that sits over the pellet, you know, over the fire pot mm -hmm. to, for the searing potential on it. Uh, that one looks a little bit more interesting, and I'm trying to get in touch with them to see if I can get one sent. So let me see what that does. It's I think they're under 600 bucks. So let me ask like an investment. Let, let me ask you to clarify this for me then, because I'm not a smart man. Are you saying that if I was interested in starting a line of cookers, I could approach this manufacturer out just east of Shanghai or north or whatever the hell it is, and say I want to also buy that grill that everybody else is making or am i allowed to say i want this particular style of z grill but because it's a barbecue central grill i want the uh, gauge of metal to be ultra thin and i want the wheels <laughs> to be really big and i want a pellet hopper to have something like this so you're working off a base spec and then you can make changes or are they literally the same grill and some people are just selling them for less and some are selling for more they're customizable i mean there is a, like I said, uh, there's a Z grill and the Gorilla Silverback, identical bodies, but they have different component parts. So Gorilla puts their proprietary controller in it, and then they put like a stainless steel cooking grates on there, and they can ramp it up. But uh, if you want, I'll put you in contact. We can get the Barbecue Central pellet grill line up and running. I'll just take 10% of everything off the top. And, Very you know, good. you can be pushing this. All right. I like that. I'm, I'm a big 10% guy. I like that. No <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, last question before I let you go, Derek, and appreciate the time. Are we quickly going into a market where the El Cheapo gas grill, as we have come to know and love, is now quickly going to be followed by something akin to an El Cheapo pellet cooker? Are we racing to the bottom of the barrel already, you think? Yeah, we are, oh and we have been for a little while. Um, I I saw a pellet grill in in a local grocery store. It was a Z grill because they're kind of like the bottom end of absolutely everything. Selling at two hundred and forty bucks, and pellet you know, cooker, and it's a pellet grill. Wow. Yeah, and I don't even know how how you do that. I mean, that is so stripped down and so cheap. To hit that kind of price point, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, uh, the comp you know competition is so huge in the market, and with so many players coming in, it's it, it's already ruthless. But that price point is just going to keep dropping. And I think the, the the thing that I'm concerned with, you know, from that standpoint, is if you go out and you buy a three hundred dollar pellet grill, and it burns out in three months. Are you done with pellet cookers? Right. 
You know, are you just, is that it? You're just going, these things don't work. I don't want to buy one. Or are you going to come back and go, okay, I need to spend a thousand dollars to get a decent one. You know, I, I think it could, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but there's too many companies in the market space right now. And I think it's going to have to bleed a few to kind of settle in place. And typically in business in general, the guys that are racing to the bottom are the ones that will eventually weed themselves out some sooner than later. But do you think that the pellet cooker industry has missed a point in time where they could have commanded a market to a certain degree where nobody could have or nobody had to have dropped and uh, dropped below a given threshold. But because business is business is business, somebody decided one singular company decided to start racing down to the bottom. And then all of a sudden you have people following suit just to say they'll start moving iron and uh, making sales. But, you know, gross revenue and, and profits are two different things altogether. Um, <clears throat> what is it? It's a Traeger Pro 25 or Traeger, Traeger Pro 22. They're most basic, small yeah. unit. It used to be the little tax unit. That's the best selling pellet in the world. And it's like, what is it? Six, seven hundred yeah. bucks, seven hundred bucks for yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Traeger, Traeger put it in, put this in motion when the patent expired. They shipped manufacturing to China and they cut prices because they knew the competition was going to be huge. And so, you know, this really goes back to like 2006, mm. but they're pushing for, you know, they're trying to go into the market. They're trying to get into the gas grillers. They're saying, Hey, you know what? Don't buy a gas grill, buy a pellet grill. Well, you can buy a gas grill for 140 bucks, 150 bucks. Yeah. So why are you spending 800 bucks on a pellet grill? That's a hard sell. But if you can get them down to 300 bucks, you might convince those people that we're just going to buy a cheap gas grill to buy the cheap pellet grill. But that just means a lot of really cheap pellet grills out there. No doubt. He is Derek Riches. You can find him at DerekRiches.com. But more importantly, you can find him right here on the Barbecue Central Show, the fourth Tuesday of every month in 2020. Derek, great first time out. Appreciate it. And we will talk to you again in February. Yeah, see you in a month. All right, there he is, Derek Riches. Right there from... DerekRiches.com. If you haven't read any of his stuff, go right to that website. Always looking to break some news and bring some new insight, which I certainly appreciate. Very cool. And great to have Derek back on board. I don't remember if I went through the story of, this is Derek's like a second round with the show years and years and years ago when the show was first starting as a uh, live entity he was on and then we had a uh, brief uh, estrangement. That might be a little bit of a harsh word, estrangement, but, you know, just for the show. And then uh, we've been able to come back together again. So uh, Derek is, again, one of the most respected industry journalists that we have in the Live Fire segment. So he's very important to a real string of journalism going down and uh, Derek pulls no punches. I don't know if you were able to figure that out while we were talking about Cuisinart and pit boss and master built and all that stuff. But yeah, he's a welcomed addition here to the close of the first hour going forward. Love it. Again, his website is DerekRiches.com. That's DerekRiches.com. Hey, here's a quick follow-up from Phil Luswick. Subject line, Apple problem. Greg, that worked. Thanks, 
Phil, beer is involved. Good job, Phil. Sent from my iPhone 10s. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. And they will all fall in. And if it happens again, do the same steps again. Unsub, resub. Not unsub like unidentified subject like criminal mind. Never mind. We're back right after this for the second hour. Stick around.